Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. This season, we're making it a goal to bring on a rotating panel to better match the topics at hand. I am your host, Nathaniel Martin, joined by a frequent panelist, John Sekula, co-host Alden Mason, and a pair of his friends that are expert correspondents on today's topic, Caroline and Nick. Welcome. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Today, we're ranking Studio Ghibli movies in the typical Duel of the Takes fashion. The four panelists will take turns placing movies on the list, starting at number 23. Once we reach the top 10, the debate will become a free-for-all, placing whatever movies remain. Each panelist is given two tools to try to help make their voices be heard, a veto and a lock. First things first, each panelist gets to lock a movie that will automatically make it into the top 10. Also, at any point, if someone nominates a movie on the list in a spot that they disagree with, each panelist can veto and place another movie there. Then the rest of the panel will vote for which of the two movies actually belong there on the list. For today's episode, I will not be on the panel actively placing movies, but I will be facilitating the discussion as a host and resolve tiebreakers. So, without any more delay, grab yourself some popcorn, turn on some lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to, and let's get on with the takes. Alden, we're talking Studio Ghibli movies today. This was all, this was pretty much your baby. This was your idea. And you've, you've curated a panel. What do you have to say? I'm surprised, honestly, it took until season three for this to happen. Uh, this has been a long time coming, and I'm really excited to see what list we make. Alden, what is the worst Studio Ghibli movie, or what's going to be at number 23 on our list? I think Tales from Earthsea. Oh my god, bro! Already! You think that Earwig and the Witch is better than the and then Tales from Earthsea? Barely, but yes. I <laughs> the animation was some of their their better animation, but nothing else there had substance. It was kind of just whack. Earwig and the Witch doesn't have anything going for it. There's the, the like wrong. <laughs> no, it's like it's the exact opposite for Earwig and the Witch. Are you joking? It has a lot going for it. It's just- But the animation sucks. Bad animation. Whereas like Tales from Earthsea, animation's pretty good, but the rest sucks. I think the story in Airwig and the Witch is dog shit, and so is the animation. I, if, if, if it was me put first here, I would put Airwig and the Witch at the bottom. I'm not going to use it as a veto as long as Airwig and the Witch goes next. Oh my gosh. I... I'm vetoing. All right, Nick's using his veto. We're 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, what do you think belongs at number 23 besides Tales from Earthsea? I'm a I'm a go with Only Yesterday. Wow. Whoa. I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's the worst. I thought it was dog shit. <laughs> How does nobody agree with me that Earwig and the Witch is the worst? Like, I don't understand. It's it's not. It's bad. It's not the worst. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Caroline, what are your thoughts here between Only Yesterday and uh, The Tales from Earthsea? Which one do you think belongs here? I don't have a dog in this fight. I haven't seen either of them. I don't know anything about them. I'm going to let this play out and kind of just sit here with popcorn, all right? I'm very interested to see like why you guys have such strong opinions on it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just laying back on this one. <laughs> Nick, what about Only Yesterday uh, doesn't work for you? It just felt like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. It really did. The animation was kind of that like that middle ground when they were trying to figure out where they were going as a studio, um, which I don't really have that much of a problem with, but it definitely does detract from the whole anime. 
Um, and then the story just wasn't there for me. But I mean, I like the English dub cast. Yes, the dubbing was great. They had a great pick for everyone. It's just like it didn't quite make up for the rest. I haven't seen only yesterday. I, I've seen bits of it. I've seen reviews of it. It seems fine. It's one of those ones that I could only access in Japanese, so I didn't watch it. I, I, I watched Tales from Arcea. I hated every second of it. There's nothing of it I like. I'm putting out Tales of Arcea here, but that's only because I haven't seen only yesterday. I don't know what it... I, I don't... I like I, I can't compare the two, having not seen one of them. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry, Nick. It sounds like your veto is is used in vain as Tales from Earthsea is at the bottom of our Studio Ghibli list. And that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's going to be Caroline up next. What is the worst sounding Studio Ghibli movie to you uh, at number 22? Yeah, I was going to say Earwig and the Witch. And I, I personally, I don't know anything about it other than what it looks like and i will say as a as an artist as someone who understands art and animation why did you go this route why did you do that why did why did you take your studio in this route in this really ugly 3d fashion 3d can be beautiful and it looks bad <laughs> it looks the one thing i can say about the animation is the lighting is incredible gorgeous that's that's just a virtue of it being 3D. It just looks so bland. It shouldn't. This is like a passable, like amazing movie for like 2015, maybe 2010. Not 2020. But not not from this studio. From an art standpoint, from 2020, from Studio Ghibli, I expected more. So I didn't watch it. I know nothing about it. I saw it. And I was like, I don't like what it looks like. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> respectable, respectable. And I think I think Alden might agree with me on this one. The uh the music in it? Yeah. It's good. There are two movies in here that I don't like the music. One is already placed. Yeah, Tails music was kind of subpar. I felt like it had the same like traditional kind of lighting and like camera movements that a Studio Ghibli movie would have, but yeah, that 3D art style did not lend well to the story at all. Like that movie would have honestly probably been a contender for top 15 for me if it was just animated in their traditional art style. All right, so number 23, Tales from Earthsea, 22, Earwig and the Witch. Now it's to you, Nick, with number 21. <laughs> Here comes uh, Alden's veto, uh, Ponyo. Um, excuse me. Uh, yes, this goes here. Ponyo, 21. What? All right, uh, do you want me to use mine or would you like to use your veto? I... Wow. <laughs> Look, I like Ponyo. No, it sucks. I know you do. I do too. Okay, just, I want to know why. Why Ponyo sucks? Yeah, right? <laughs> I know, I just want to know why it's this low. Like, out of all the things, why is, why is it that low? I mean, for me, the story is just dry. But it's about the water. It has no substance. It's just, it's just there yeah i was bored from start to finish rest in peace betty white i'm vetoing ponyo what do you think belongs at number 21 besides ponyo <sighs> i think only yesterday does belong down here let's go <laughs> movie was also trash <laughs> yeah it's just not there was nothing going on there i'm so sad see ponyo has uh, genuinely has a lot going on between the two families right 
Except one family is just gods, I guess. Yeah. Only yesterday is just someone helping out someone on a farm and then like a story based around that. It's so dry. The Ponyo's animation style I I enjoyed compared to only yesterday. It's just the story. Yeah, I love all the water. Well, here it is, number 21. Only yesterday. Sakula, we're at, we're we're back to you, John. What goes at number 20? Uh, but what I've seen Ponyo needs to go here right now. Uh, Pon- let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ponyo is boring. I'm not gonna say shit because like, there there are other things that are more worth it than Ponyo. I love Ponyo. For this veto, I have four things. I have four things in my head that if any of those are named, then I will. I watched Ponyo the other day for the first time, and I had already seen all of the big ones. You know, Castle in the Sky, Fireflies, Totoro, Parker. I watched Pocaroso today. Uh, Mononoke. Uh, Spirited Away, House Moving Castle. I watched all the big ones uh, 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 when Marnie was there. I watched all of the big ones. I I watched Ponyo the other day, and I was expecting something. I've always seen, like, the poster and the trailer, and I'm like, damn, that looks beautiful. I watched it, and I was angrily disappointed there was there's nothing of substance happening in this movie i would love to say that it's style over substance because like that's at least something it was it was a hundred percent no it's not because it doesn't most ghibli movies go style over substance in a lot of places where they like the animation is more beautiful than what's happening but Ponyo does this thing where it it does like shitty anime animation, like the kind of animation you see in like an anime TV show. Oh, I disagree. I cannot agree with that at all. I, okay, I can get on board with the fact that like, yeah, the storyline, it isn't like the most interesting. I can agree there, but the animation is beautiful and I will, I will not take anything more. The animation was great. My issue was the story. I can't accept Chicken Girl. I can't accept. <laughs> Have you saw Howl's Moving Castle? No, Howl's Moving Castle. We'll get there when we get there, okay? You saw Howl's Moving Castle and you can't accept Chicken Girl? Howl changes like 20 different times. He 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 varies between having one giant chicken leg and having four. <laughs> <laughs> His changes make sense. But she's a literal god. Nope, I can't. No, she's literally trying to transform herself into a human when she just saw one for the first time like of course it's going to be off a little bit i can't accept chicken girl and i can't accept the plot i can't accept your opinions (laughs) (laughs) the animation of the water is is atrocious what what are you talking about what it's incredible it's beautiful ponyo slander hour uh, i appreciate your take i think number 20 is a good spot for it uh we gotta take a break real quick because things are getting a little spicy i want to make sure that everyone has their locks uh uh assigned so that way we have a, a genuine top 10 so alden what is your lock something that hasn't been placed yet that you want in your top 10 for sure okay i feel like it's going to get top 10 but just to be safe i'm doing grave of the fireflies down with that nice okay all right caroline what are you locking into the top 10 what is one movie you can't see outside the top 10 oh spirited away down with that all right nick how about you what are you locking into the top 10 i hate that i have to choose one uh princess mononoke is gonna go there yes i I really wish i could do nausicaa as well but you know all right and john what are you locking into the top 10 grave of the fireflies spirited away and princess mononoke already have seats 
at the round table. What are you contributing? I gotta say Howl's Moving Castle. All right, so everyone's taken one turn around and we've gotten the locks placed. That means we're going back to you, Alden, with number 19. Uh, um, uh, Whisper of the Heart. Interesting. Ooh. Why is Whisper at the Heart this low for you? If they were four years older, I feel like the story wouldn't have felt so weird. Oh, the characters? I, yeah. It just, it felt fake. It felt like it wasn't written properly. It, I don't know. Now, I, I want to know, did you did you watch Cat Returns? I did, yeah. And I think that that one is not great, but is a lot more fun. I agree. And this, like, Whisper of the Heart is not fun. It doesn't have a lot going on. Animation's good, but it's not nothing new. Even though even though the cat returns doesn't follow the same story, I feel very much like the Baron got a got a redo on being able to be the cool guy that he is. He got he got his chance to really shine. Yeah, I feel like so you didn't buy the romantic relationship then in Whisper of the Heart. That's kind of like the crux of the whole story. I didn't buy her character at all. Like none of it. Her character sucked. That's fair. Well, uh, Caroline, John, you two are the only ones with vetoes left. Are you content with Whisper of the Heart being here at 19? I, I have no complaints. Yeah, this doesn't bother me at all. Can't believe that we got two vetoes out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 18, Caroline, to you. What is the 18th best Studio Ghibli movie? All these, like, very low ones are coming from a place of just, like, unknowing, and maybe maybe I'm going off of just basically pure nothingness other than how it looks. But from what I've seen, I don't really like the style of the tale of Princess Kaguya. That is legitimately my 18th. I, I don't like it. I don't like it because I think that... Studio Ghibli has done some amazing things and I understand that that style is like in a way it's it is pretty but I feel like the standard for their films is just so much higher. Yeah, that is really really good points and if you do end up going and watching it, it is honestly not a great story. Okay. <laughs> well, good to know. Sounds like it fits here. If you want to have uh, a lesser animation put into something they have another movie that does it pretty good. You mean the Red Turtle? The Red Turtle's not on this list. That's not made by Ghibli. It's not on this list, but Red Turtle is a Ghibli movie, whether you like it or not. Distributed by Ghibli, not not produced or made by. It's made by his son, but Red Turtle deserves recognition. But it's it it, it, it beside that. No, Tale of Princess Cayuga deserves to go here. <laughs> a little less tense as we're moving into the teens. Oh, don't don't think I'm not tense. I'm still I'm still <laughs> so unhappy that Ponyo is under a Princess Kaguya because like I'm looking at both of them right now on my screens. I'm like, how? Yeah, I'm a little pissed too. <laughs> Alrighty, Nick, to you with number seventeen. My neighbors. The Yamadas. Yes. We're just shitting on the minimalist art style two in a row, aren't we? <laughs> For me, it wasn't the art. It's a few places higher for me, so it, I can't argue it too much, but I really enjoyed this. I had fun with it. I couldn't get with it. I couldn't. It's not one that I was sitting there and like, I enjoy this while I'm watching it, you know? Most stories, movies, shows, whatever, that have just plain nuclear families, they're not, they don't hit. They're just kind of there. And this one does have substance to it, and it's a lot of fun to follow and watch, even though it's kind of segmented. Yes. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed this one, but I can't fight it. 
I think one standout for, uh, well, I guess there's two standouts for me with uh, the na- my neighbors, the Yamadas. One was the voice acting. I thought that the people that they actually hired to deliver these voices were way better than the typical, uh, at least in the dubs, where they just get like, you know, well, relatively well-known actors to play like the main characters. And they don't ever fit. <laughs> sometimes they're really not. Yeah, sometimes they're really distracting. Yeah. But for this, I felt like the voice cast was definitely a highlight. And then I also liked how it was like, to me, it felt like uh, like reading like uh, like little cartoons in like the newspaper, like these old comic strips where like these were like a series of like really short, like one to two, maybe up to five minute segments that all had like a nice little like bow wrapped on them. And then it would go to the next one. It felt very episodic, um, but very, very cute and charming. But number 17, my neighbor's the Yamadas. All right, so we are moving on to number 16, John. Uh, I'm going to put the secret world of Arete. Oh, my Lord. Arietti? Already? Oh, my God. No. So, look, I haven't seen this movie, and I would call Aaron, uh, I would call my girlfriend in right now to fight for this movie, but she doesn't like this, and she's a Ghibli aficionado. Um, And when we were going through these, I made sure I didn't want to watch movies she had already seen because I was expecting her to be here to be able to back up the point she was giving me, but now she's getting a tattoo impromptu tonight. Nice. Well, I have a few movies still below this one, so... Arietti is basically the book, um, but translated directly into a film. Correct, and they did an amazing job of it. They did an amazing job of it. But it's not a good book, and it's not a good movie either. Um, Wow! I disagree. Oh my lord. You've seen, if you've read the book, you've seen the movie, and they both suck. Um, so... Damn! So I did read the book when I was, like, young, but I didn't watch the movie until a few days ago. I, I, I haven't read the book or seen the movie, but based on what my girlfriend has told me, that this movie sucks, so I'm putting it here. Sounds like an X. I implore you to make another decision. You know, the only other movie I could put here is movies that I haven't seen. Uh, only Yesterday hasn't been removed from the pool, just for the record. Oh, my bad. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> I haven't seen Ocean Waves. D- <laughs> throw it there. <laughs> that one sucked. No. I haven't seen Ocean Waves. I haven't seen When the Rises, and I haven't seen The Cat Returns. Everything else I've seen. Hey, you should put The Cat Returns. Cat Returns. I'm down with that. What? Are you serious? Okay. That's 16 for me. Fine. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's like not. A, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> I will not per- put Cat Returns here because I've heard too many good things about it. Uh, Ocean Waves and Wind Rises. I haven't heard almost anything about. If you think Wind Rises, you just need to put that there if i had a lock my lock would have been for the wind rises i would advise against uh putting that one here at 16 that i finished watching that and i was crying yeah it's it's a lot i'm gonna stick with arietti if somebody wants to veto that they can but that's that's what i'm gonna stick with arietti was really good however i don't know that it's worth wasting a veto All right. Well, I like that you cited your sources and uh, your your uh, claim and your thesis here is Secret World of Arietti at 16. Uh, are we going to see any veto action here, Caroline? I want to so badly. I am so not okay with that decision. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain this movie. I think that the reason I liked it so much was just it it sparked this type of creativity that I, that I wouldn't have thought about otherwise. Like, 
you know, there's obviously a bajillion stories out there of, like, little people and um, using, like, everyday items as other things in, like, a little world. But it's just, I don't know, it's just something about the animation and the color that really did it for me and the story and the bond between, like, the two main characters. But She just wants some sugar cubes. I don't know why everyone's trying to come for her. It's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, right? She just wanted some sugar. And, like, you know, she uses a little clip for her hair. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for, for this character. When she gives the clip to him and is like, remember me? I almost died. <laughs> I almost cried. I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, oh, my gosh. I just want you two to be friends forever. <laughs> What's funny, though, she only moved, like, one or two houses down. I know, but for her, it was, like, miles away. For her, it was, like... <laughs> It was like a lifetime away and it's just like, oh no. I'm more attached. I would say I'm more attached to this movie, but mostly because it's childhood memories. <laughs> I'm going to have to veto this. I'm sorry. And what do you think belongs at number 16 besides the secret world of Arietti? Do you guys have any um, suggestions for this? Because honestly, there there are some on this list that I've never seen. I will say Pompoko. Pompoko, Cat Returns. Uh, I wasn't a fan of When Marine Marnie was there. How dare you? I think I'm going to go with Pompoko. Um, I do. I have actually seen The Cat Returns and I actually did like it. So I put that there because I, you know. All right, Alden, uh, between Secret World of Arietti and Pompoko, how do you stand? Which one do you think belongs at 16? Um, these are only one place apart for me, but Pompoko is lower. All right. And Nick, uh, Arietti versus Pompoko, how do you lean? Pompoko is actively at 16 uh, around 16 <laughs> <laughs> imagine being pompoko and just actively being at 16 <laughs> uh Sekula, by chance have you seen pompoko i haven't seen pompoko um oh my gosh it's kind of wild it's like it's like an ewoks movie but like instead of ewoks it's uh it's little tanukis with gigantic balls the entire movie i saw the uh i saw a bunch of pictures of it i tried to watch it but the, again the only version i could find was one that was only in japanese with no subtitles um it looked fun but I have no idea what it's about or what it is. Destroying forests, uh, raccoons fight back, and uh, air raid with uh, ball parachutes. <laughs> yes. It's Avatar, but with creatures with gigantic balls instead of blue. And they use them as wingsuits. Yeah. Oh, my highlight is when he turned his balls into an entire ship that they sailed away on. Wait, is that what it is? It looks like their tail. No, that's just straight up their testicles. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uncomfortable i saw the picture and i was like oh that's so cute to the tail no no they have like full bushy tails that's just extra i'm so concerned all right pompoko number 16 number 15 we're going back to the top here alden what do you think is uh next on this list i think now is probably the cat return i'm down Return of the Cat. I don't know that I dislike the cat returns. It's more like I dislike the fan base. It's kind of how I feel about K-pop music. It's like it could have been good, but the fan base made it bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I feel about the cat returns. Oh, my God. The Baron's so hot. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I just... It's a cat. <laughs> Every time I hear a furry talk about it, I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I do think the movie kind of baits the fan base quite a bit because it's about a girl transforming into a cat and being forced to marry a cat potentially. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that in there as well. Yeah. Like they're definitely baiting a, a community. <laughs> Execute the furries. It's so uncomfortable though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's the only reason that this movie makes me uncomfortable. That's literally the only reason. Otherwise, I do like it. I think this one has a pretty decent ensemble of characters that are pretty enjoyable. There's like uh, there's like the crow guy. He's pretty chill. He comes in with some catchphrases here and there. The big cat's my favorite. The big cat, the big chungus cat's funny. <laughs> For me, he's he's the best. I do want to point out that I um I watched Hoodwink recently, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I paid attention to Anne Hathaway's voice acting career ever. <laughs> but the fact that I've seen two movies from her and I like had fun with both, I want her to voice act more. Yeah, I agree. I had to look it up. I can't believe this movie was in 2005. Yeah, the cast is very early 2000s. That is crazy. Crazy. It was nine years after uh, Whisper of the Heart, which was like not necessarily the first in the f in the series, but they're they're loosely connected with Baron the with the Cat Baron. They're technically two different two different books, but they're in the same series. They just are like different stories following different people, which I kind of wish that they had done something like that without the Baron and done his his other statue and like followed yeah followed an interaction with her. Maybe that'll be the cat returns again. The cat returns at number 15. Now number 14, Nick, what do you have here? Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to go with uh when Marnie was there. No, Vito. All right, John is vetoing when Marnie was there. Uh, do you want to give us a take real quick to kind of base uh, why you think when Marnie was there belongs here? I can't even give you a take because I just straight up disliked it. I just watched it today. It wasn't It wasn't me. I didn't like it very much. I, uh, I think that when Marnie was there... Uh, exemplifies a lot of the things that I don't think that get included a lot in mainstream media as far as um, like mental health and mental illness are concerned. I think that when Marnie was there really, really shows somebody who is struggling with uh, dealing with their own mental illness and then manages to still humanize them. There's this great sequence where she's dealing with her own shit and it's bothering her and it's making her distant from everybody around her. And somebody tries to help her and she goes, get out of here, you fat pig or something like that. <laughs> and the girl who, you know, is a bit, a bit portly, she's like, hey, you know, it's okay, let's hang out. And then she, Marnie gets shipped off and she's like, hey, she, Marnie apologizes. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry for what I said. And instead of forgiving her, she's like, next time you get back, we better hang out. Like, she doesn't accept her apology because Marnie knows she fucked up. But instead, she's like, hey, you know, like she's moving past it. She's stepping right past the apology part. She's like... I don't need to tell you you're like, it's okay. Cause it's not okay. You fucked up, but I still want to be your friend. So, you know, you come back, we can be friends. It's okay. The, 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 the larger plot of the movie is fucking awesome. It's so cool. You've got future grandma. <laughs> You've got gay subplots. Yeah. But considering it was her grandma that like, mm. but that, that, that's, what's great to me. It's because it's like Marnie isn't old enough to know what that means. She just knows what feelings she has. So she has these feelings towards this girl she doesn't know and then it turns out oh it's that's my grandma she knows what feelings she has and she has been helped in this way that is like uh, like 
cosmically unequivocal. All right. It sounds like you got strong feelings about the, the, the themes and the characters of this movie. So what do you think belongs in its place? Instead, oh, honestly, Arietti. I'm surprised it's made it this far. <laughs> it's either Arietti or Ocean Waves. Throw Ocean Waves, bro. Ocean Waves. Yeah, you might have a safer bet with Ocean Waves, but I agree with Arietti. All right, well then fine. I'm picking Ocean Waves because of the uh, peer pressure. I feel like uh, both when Marnie was there and Ocean Waves are dramas that take place by the sea. So this is a fair, fair fight. Fair trade. Alrighty. So number 14, Ocean Waves. It's going to be the Wild West for the next three rounds as no one has a veto left. So this is going to get kind of crazy, Alden. What do you have at number 13? I guess I'm sorry, maybe, but Secret World of Arietti. I can deal with that. Thank you. 13. Yeah, I'm down. It sounds like it's a good like childhood favorite pick, and uh, I think 13's pretty good then for for this list. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're at the point where we're getting into like some really great movies. Like my top five could honestly be my top one. I feel the same way. Or my top four could honestly all be top ones for me. I could agree. Well, uh, anything else we want to say about Secret World of Arietti before moving on? Hopefully not. I'm glad she poked holes in the little uh in the little saran wrap. Yeah, on the jar. That the mom would have been dead. All right, so we've got uh, 12 movies left, four of which have been locked. It is now to you, Caroline, with number 12. See, here's the problem. All the movies up until, like, a certain point, I'm not... I just don't know them. So Kiki's delivery service is going here? Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, no. I'll give you a push. Uh, wind rises. Stop. Dude, no. Can someone tell me why they, like, from up on Poppy Hill. I think that it's really cute. Sits 13. As characters, these are some of the best written for a Ghibli movie. Um, and it's definitely a period of time that doesn't, well, one, a period of time and a location that never gets talked about. So the fact that it's like people coping post-war, like it's, it's, it's a heavy hitter. This is so, this is so difficult to say because like at this point, everything's so tight on this list that like, honestly, number 12 for me is Kiki's, but number 13 is from Up on Poppy, but number 13 is from Up on Poppy's Hill. From Up on Poppy Hill, the problem that it had for me, the problem that that movie had for me is that it's really cute. The character's really cute, but almost nothing happens in the movie. It's very much slice of life. Yes, but what does happen is like huge plot points. Right, but like nothing is impacted. Like take every other movie other than other than Wind Rises, which I know nothing about, but everything else on this list, something significant happened. Uh, up on Poppy Hill, I don't know anything about Wind Rises, like I said, but... Wind Rises is based around World War II, bud. Yeah, there are three movies based on the war. Wait, I think we talked about Wind Rises. Wind Rises is about the guy who makes the Zero, the Japanese Zero. Oh, I... I okay. And his wife lives at a sanatorium and then leaves the sanatorium to stay with him. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Until she dies and I cried. Actually, I forgot about Wind Rises. That's not to say it's a bad movie, but I forgot that I know what this movie's about and I've actually seen it. We still talking about Area 12 right now and you bringing up Wind Rises. It's a little freaky. It's a little scary. I, I forgot that I know what this movie is and I've seen it. Um, uh, Yeah, no, From Up on Poppy Hill goes here because fucking nothing happens it's beautiful the characters are great um but everything uh, everything else on this list is better than it so uh yeah go, let's go ahead and put that there i've also have not seen porco rosso what uh, 
That is much closer to this spot than from up on Poppy Hill is for me. What, Porco Rosso? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Porco Rosso is pretty interesting. It's like, uh, this like, it's this like cartoony kind of serialized take on like a World War One, I, I believe, fighter pilot, but it's like not realistic at all. And uh, in the American dub, Michael Keaton voices a pig man who's the pilot <laughs> who is like saving a bunch of like child slaves from these evil pirates in like the beginning and shit. And he's, he's got a really cool backstory, but it's amazing. It's not great, but it's amazing. It's really good. It's pretty low stakes, but it, it's really well executed, especially for how early this came out. You know, Porco Rosa is way better than Up on Poppy Hill by far. No. I don't know. So it's really sad. A lot of the reason why there are certain Ghibli films that I haven't seen is when I like watch a trailer on it or when I see the front cover art, I'm just like, uh. Yeah, it is a little weird with him just like sitting in something red with a pig face. It. I have to admit. Yeah, you didn't want to see a movie about when pigs fly. <laughs> Literally? Yeah, that's, that's like why and maybe again that's like really it, it's so like don't read a book by its cover kind of thing and I, I know but it's at the same time I'm just like I don't if I can't get past how it looks sometimes then I don't know you know what those are the three movies on this list so far for the rest of it that I haven't seen and I'm just gonna take you all's suggestion and go are you guys okay with from up on Poppy Hill. Yes. I'm not. But we're 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 two to we're two to one, bad boy. Okay. Alright. Get slammed, dog. Oh my god. Alright, from up on Poppy Hill, number twelve, and the last round of the Wild West goes to you, Nick, with n- number eleven. Uh Kiki's. No! Oh my gosh. Wow. Kiki's is my next lowest. It has been for a few rounds. What are you doing? Oh my lord. I, I forget I forget that we I still I still have a I still have a thing that got I'm scared. What is your next lowest? I got vetoed when Marnie was there. Eleven. Nobody can veto. Throw it up. Uh, no. I was fine with Kiki's. I wasn't fine with Kiki's. All right. Don't remind me. Don't remind me of things like that, Alden. I forgot that that was still on this list. I do think that I do think that Kiki's is better than when Marnie was there. But the fact that we still have the wind rises on here upsets me. It shouldn't. That movie's fucking great. Yeah, then it's one of the best. The movie was beautiful. Top ten, really? Top five. Yes, absolutely. Wow, guys, holding the candle for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So now we are in the top ten. All the vetoes have been used, and we are now placing everything else that is on the list. What do we think is the weakest out of Nasca of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fireflies, My Neighbor Tortoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited Away? Porgo Rosso, Howl's Moving Castle, The Wind Rises, and Princess Mononoke. What is the weakest link? I'm down for I'm down for quite a few being number ten now. Porco Rosso should go here. Can we go for Porco Rosso? I'm down for that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's good. It's better than the rest of the ones we talked about, but it's not better than any of the other ones. It is not better than the rest of the ones we talked about. Above Porco Rosso though, uh I'm down for Kiki's wind rises wind rises all right I'll throw out another one castle in the sky no what the fuck are you talking about uh not really but okay 
I'm gonna fight for Totoro being above Kiki's though, and even though I love Kiki, Kiki's a coming of age story, while Totoro, it delves more deeply into the emotions of the characters and the flaws and the things that are happening, that are like going on in their world. I am firmly in the camp of between Wind Rises and Castle in the Sky. What is the story of Kiki's Delivery Service? It's a coming of age story. No, 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 not, not you, him. They had a story and then they lost the story? And then they found the story. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I don't think that Kiki's deserve to go this low even a little bit. I think Wind Rises. I just think it was too slow, bro. The Wind Rises is way slower than Kiki's. It's just it has emotion to it. On a slightly unrelated note, has anyone seen the live action remake of Kiki's Delivery Service? I have not. We're not talking about it. We are not talking about it. Is this like when people say, like, have you seen, like, the live-action Dragon Balls? It's not that bad. There's a live-action Dragon Ball? Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. You've not seen it? With White Goku? Bro, I hate Dragon Ball in general. Of course I haven't seen it. It's so bad. They're all so bad. They need to stop live-actioning animes. <laughs> the live-action Cowboy Bebop? Stop, 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 stop with all that bullshit. No. <laughs> Absolutely not putting Wind Rises there. No, well, why not? Because it was better than Kiki's. Wind Rises is one of the best movies on this list. <laughs> one of the best. That's not even true. It has, it has a better emotional core, and I will agree to that. But as a movie, it doesn't resonate with the, with the general viewer as much as any of these would. I would argue, and I know this isn't really my place to say, but The Wind Rises, if this was a live action movie, this would have been prime Oscar bait and would have swept the awards ceremony. What I think yeah. works so, so well about The Wind Rises is... It's a really, really great character study of one character who has like these consistent dreams uh, of like his his hero showing him uh, the career path that he wants to take. And we see different sections of his life that are super, super important that pertain to this dream and vision that he has for the future. And what's really beautiful about this movie is actually the relationship he has with a character who someday becomes his wife. There's a lot going on here, but the real reason this movie's so emotionally impactful is the entire time this is going on, it takes place in Japan during World War II, which I have never seen a movie from the perspective of Japanese uh, citizens during the Second World War, except two movies that are on this list. And both of those movies are in my top three because the emotional resonance behind all these characters and you cheering and rooting for them is ended so abruptly when you think of the real world ramifications of how this world of how that world war ended and how all of those dreams and memories are completely changed and altered from a societal impact and the also the emotions between the two characters in the wind rises at the end of this movie is a all-time high for studio ghibli i think placing it at number nine would be a bit of an insult seeing as how kiki's delivery service which is pretty whimsical and and, and cute and cheery but it it, is, it, is, it isn't even the best, cutest, whimsical, or cheery movie on here. Uh, and that's just my, my opinion, man. Damn, go off. <laughs> I think that is, that's, that's great. Let's throw Kiki at nine. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Maybe Kiki should go lower than I want it to. As far as what you've said, you've sold me on Wind Rises. Even though I fought for Wind Rises in a previous podcast, I, I, I'm very particular about my Ghibli movies. I'll accept that it should go higher. Castle in the Sky 
at least should go here. All right, I want to hear some Castle in the Sky defenders here. Castle in the Sky is it? I just Castle in the Sky has a a much better world and like built around it. The world building that they did for Castle in the Sky is honestly, I don't know that they've done it again. Not quite. They got there with Princess Mononoke, kind of, but it was still entirely based pretty tightly on just like us but like castle in the sky almost did it again with Howl's moving castle just the fact that they had like these just intricate like start to finish we started on the earth we started flying you know and just like how they portrayed the flying machines that you know they had yeah which just so unique congratulations Kiki flies on a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like in terms of a story about a witch, Kiki's Delivery Service is one of the tamer options that's pretty much good for anyone. But it's just just a story about a witch. I mean, there's not like much that goes on, whereas Castle in the Sky has like a lot of depth to it. And I'm a sucker for steampunk, so... (laughs) Same! I think I think I like Kiki's more, but that's only because I've, I'm a sucker for a relatable character and a character that I can bond with. And she's also weirdly a more memorable character for me, but that's because the whole story is her um, and like her design. And when I think of when I think of her, like I can picture her. But when you tell me Castle in the Sky, sometimes I have to actually think about it like. Oh, what does the girl look like? When you say castle in the sky, I think of the robot. No lie. I do too, yeah. Yo, Shooter was out here for his woman. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) He was there to protect his princess. All right. Well, it sounds like it's a bit of a mixed bag here. How about everyone goes through and says what they think belong here? And if we have any repeats, then I think that that's probably what's going to end up here. Alden, number nine, what should it be? Uh, Kiki's. Sakula, number nine, what should it be? Castle in the sky. All right. Uh, To you, Nick. Kiki's. And Caroline. What, what's going at number nine? Well, that, I kind of have to say Castle in the Sky because I like the keys more. But you could have just picked another one. But I'm sorry. I love all the other ones. I can't, except for The Wind Rises, but you guys made such a good case for that that I was like, okay, I can't touch it. I can't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Like, <laughs> God forbid I touch that one. Honestly, number number nine is actually my neighbor Totoro. And I believe that Totoro is above Kiki, so I can't, and like Kiki's Castle in the Sky and Totoro are all like kind of in the same like mesh gray area for me they're all just like good films well they're within a few years of each other are they not and they're all miyazaki totoro's above them yeah so i can't so i don't know i think it it was two two split between castle in the sky and kiki's delivery service and i'm just gonna break this tie and say that kiki's delivery service belongs at number nine i'm sorry kiki stands boo I'm sorry, I hate to be the bad guy, but that movie just... You're the bad guy. Boo. Duh. I'm gonna get some hate for this one. The fight continues. Yeah, I, I'm I'm deplatformed now. Uh, I, I shit on Kiki's. Can we at least agree Castle in the Sky goes here? Nate has been canceled. No. Um... Absolutely not. Actually, yeah, I can agree with you. No, what? Yeah, I just looked at my list. I can agree. We're at number eight here. We've got Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fireflies, My Neighbor Tortoro, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, The Wind Rises, and Princess Mononoke here. What is going at number eight? Castle in the Sky. Castle in the Sky. Yeah, Castle in the Sky. 
Oh! <laughs> All right, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Castle in the Sky is my number four. Like, I loved that movie. That movie was so good. Look, these are all bangers. It's really hard, all right? John's been trying to place my number four for a while now, and he hasn't even seen it. We are inching closer and closer to the top five where I think things are going to get really bloody. Oh, my God. I don't know that the top five is going to be as bloody as you might think. Um, well, I don't think I agree with at least two of you. <laughs> Number seven, uh, Sakula, how about you throw something out there, man? Okay, it's been so long since I've seen Nausicaa, I'm not going to lie. I watched it when I was, like, a child. I don't remember anything about it except for, like, very few vague memories. That's fine. It's top three. It's top three. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wind Rises goes here. Um, everything above it has so much more value to me as far as either a film or a nostalgia trip or uh, just appreciating it on a on a creative and an artistic level. Wind Rises has its value and it has its place. And its place is number seven. <laughs> it should respect its place because it is going above a lot of great films. I don't think that any of these movies are terrible. I think by Ghibli standards, some of them are not so great. This movie deserves to go at number seven. So uh, that's, that's where we're putting Wind Rises for me. All right. Uh, any reactions to that? Anyone want to see something else at number seven? Uh, yeah. Almost anything. Wow. What's the weakest movie left to you, man? I don't deserve the hate, but I'm going to get the hate. I don't think Howl's Moving Castle is as good as what's left. Whoa! Oh, wow. Whoa. That's, a, that's a hot take right there. I'm just going to say that number seven is The Wind Rises for me, so I'm down with this placement. I feel like I'm going to lose this battle, but it's- Are you kidding me? Howl's Moving Castle here? You're losing your fucking mind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hot take, Alden. <laughs> Dude, there are going to be some Howl's fangirls that are going to come after your throat after this. That's fine. The story itself never really resonated with me, but this is one of the best animated ones that they've ever released. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for the wind rises here. Gonna cry. That's that's three for wind rises, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna cry more than I did at the end of the wind rises. I, I, and I was balling my eyes out, my man. All right, the wind rises, number seven. Sakula wins, <laughs> uh, along with everyone else that voted for that movie, not just Sakula. <laughs> but we are moving on. Top six. The movie that Alden nominated last round was Howl's Moving Castle. Does that belong in the top five? Um, yes. Uh, I'm voting My Neighbor Totoro. I'm, yep, My Neighbor Totoro. I'm down for six with that. Uh, that makes sense to me. Wow. Uh, Alden, do you have any defense for My Neighbor Totoro or do you agree? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, out of all of them, My Neighbor Totoro, I just... I mean, this is the mascot of the studio. An amazing mascot. I don't know. I have it at five. It was the mascot before the movie came out. <laughs> the movie didn't have to come out for him to become the mascot. He was already the mascot. Okay, that's fair. He's an amazing mascot. He's a relatable mascot. He's cute. There's a reason why he's the mascot, but the movie as a whole doesn't deserve a better place than these ones. Uh, look, I don't disagree. I think it's not like the strongest movie. Yeah, you did. You're going to put a house movie castle number seven. Yeah. I was. It's lower than seven on my list. <laughs> my lord, no! The little, the little bus cat. I saw somebody cosplay that this weekend, and honestly, 
it was the most adorable thing in the world. How do you cosplay the cat buzz? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he he did like he did like the people do out like like dancing and stuff where they have the like poles attached to the arms, except his the poles were attached to his legs. And then he was just like walking around with it. It was it was super cute. Wow. Like it was freaking awesome. And it was really it was furry too. Like it actually Wow. Like glued fur to it. It was it was really good. That's interesting. I do want to see that, but I'll have to find I'll have to find the picture of it. I don't have too much of an argument. I don't think it's that strong of a contender, but whatever. It's fine. In the top five, the top five. In no particular order is Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Grave of the Fireflies, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and Princess Mononoke. This is going to get nuts. What is the weakest movie left? Caroline, take it away. Oh my god. Um. Come on, you know what? You know what to pick. No pressure, though. Yeah, I know. I know. And all these movies are so beloved, so I feel like any, any way I go, it's just going to be like horrible but i all all i will say is that i will not say princess mononoke i will not say spirited away and i will not say agree with the fireflies because i loved all i like oh my gosh what are you doing i'm sorry i'm so sorry look i'm stressed she is based leave her alone i'm going to say um howls at this point no let's go it's because i can't Look, Nausicaa, even though I can't remember like a ton of it, all of her is good things. And I and it, it apparently deserves something great. So I can't, I'm not going to touch it. It's like kind of like touching Avatar. Like you just don't do it. I named my cat after the fox squirrel in that. And I loved Howl's. I did. It was so good. I loved it so much. And you're putting it at number five. And the music in it is beautiful. It's amazing. But the most memorable things in that movie to me, for me, and I did love it, was the transformation of Howl, the food part, the breakfast part, and and the music. And aside from that, if I think about like the storyline of all of them, I like it the least. Even though I love it, I like it the least. That's that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, that's how I feel about all five of these. You're saying that that's better than uh, Spirited Away. Don't you dare come from my movie. Spirited Away for me is great, but it's never resonated as much as the rest of these. What? For me personally, it's number one, but that's nostalgia factor and because it it just blew me away in for, in like terms of like what the characters looked like like the crazy monsters like and just everything about it just it piqued my interest i loved it it was crazy and nuts and amazing and beautiful howl's moving castle and spirited away have been offered up here at number five is there anything else people think belongs at number five i mean i'm on the side of howl's moving castle I, I feel like at this point, we're nominating to protect our number ones. So, like, <laughs> so like go ahead. Hal's is fine with me. Oh, my Lord. But if I'm if I'm honest, I would I would out of all of these for me, I would put uh, Grave of the Fireflies here. Whoa. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Alden's like, I'll kill you. Wow. Grave of the Fireflies was beautiful in Literally every way, but it is honestly not in my top five. Wow, that's impressive. I commend you for your bravery. 
Grave of the Fireflies was not only not in my top five, but Porco Rosso ranks above Grave of the Fireflies. for me. I just don't think you care about people. You're right, I don't. Truly a hot take. You're saying it in a way that it's like, okay, I can kind of agree with that, but it's still a racial slur. This is definitely a Jurassic Park is better than Schindler's List moment, and it's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so there's multiple people on board with Howl's Moving Castle, and one person starkly against it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a good number five. I can't believe Spirited Away is going above Howl's Moving Castle. It's upsetting me. Deal with it. Bro, even the poster's better. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even true. It's not. I like Howl's better. Uh, I will say in terms of impact, I mean, Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind started all this. And uh, Spirited Away is still the most financially successful and critically rated movie out of all of these. So uh, it's interesting. I think Howl's Moving Castle is like the fan favorite of sorts. Like, I know a bunch of Ghibli heads absolutely love the shit out of Howl's Moving Castle. So, number five is really bold. Really bold. I like it. I, I, I think that by what you just said about Spirited Away means that it should go next. Um, inaccurate. I'm okay with that. And you think that the Nausicaa, Grave of the Fireflies, and Mononoke... I can't, I can't help that I loved it. I can't help that I loved it. All right. Great movie, but it shouldn't go fucking above any of the rest of the ones left. Uh, What about Nausicaa, though? Oh. Nausicaa is in the top three easily. I would put Nausicaa there. Absolutely not. (laughs) Nausicaa can't go here. If I had a second veto, I would fuck the shit out of you. Deep down in Nausicaa, in the in the fucking Nausicaa movie, there is literally a coming of age story. And then there's a whole nother story on top of that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing in Princess Mononoke. Y- y- correct. And the same thing in Spirited Away. And the same thing in Grave of the Firefly. No, not the same thing in Spirited Away. Yes, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spirited Away is like Reservoir Dogs, but it takes place in a hotel instead of one room. And it's great. It's wonderful. But if you want to talk about expanding lore, okay, Grave of the Fireflies, Nausicaa, and Mononoke do a thousand times more. It deserves to be top three. It deserves to be top three. No, top four. It deserves to be top two. Not top two. Absolutely not. (laughs) I think Grave of the Fireflies goes at fucking eight. So like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, you're out of this. Get out. (laughs) But I'm down to put it at three. Uh, We're going to have everyone go through and say what they say, what, what they think belongs at number four. And uh, hopefully whatever has a majority gets placed here. Otherwise, I will come in and intervene with a tiebreaker, and I don't think people will like me. Alden, what belongs at number four? Nausicaa. Sakula, what belongs at number four? Spirited Away. All right, Caroline, what belongs at number four? Nausicaa. Okay, and uh, to you, Nick. Can Nick not get a vote? He's going to put Grave of the Fireflies at eight. Just pick Spirited Away, please. I I I have to just go with Spirited Away because I don't, I can't have, I can't have Nausicaa v at four i'll give you not i'll give you nausicaa if i give if i get my number one spot your number one isn't even in my top two is princess mononoke your number one yeah interesting i think like i know a lot of people that agree with that but i don't nick what do you think belongs at number four spirited away all right so we got two for nausicaa of the valley of the wind and two for spirited away sounds like a prime time for me to make a tiebreaker and i know I'm going to piss some people off. I think Nausicaa is very similar to another movie that is in this top four. And I think that other movie does it better. I think Spirited Away is a lot more unique 
than Nausicaa in comparison to the other things that are still left. And I think Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind belongs at number four. Yes! Whoa! As soon as he said that this one, the other one does it better, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's why they're number one and two for me. Uh, uh, Nate, I know where you live. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that this is that controversial. I think Nausicaa honestly is overlooked, but also there's a better movie that's very, very similar to this movie. Three, the top three Ghibli movies are Grave of the Firefly, Spirited Away, and Princess Mononoke in no particular order. Spirited Away. Spirited Away, easy. It's been on the chopping block for a while. I think it should be Princess Mononoke, but I'm not a- No! I'm going for Princess Mononoke. (laughs) I'm going for Princess Mononoke. Go fuck yourself, Alden. It's- (laughs) Alden? I, oh my god. I'll do what I can (laughs) to get as high as I can. All right, so this is like, you guys ever play Mario Party? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know how like when uh, two people land on negative spaces and two people land on positive spaces, there's like a duel and it's a 2v2? Well, this is what's happening right now. And uh, Alden and Caroline are fighting for Spirited Away to uh, to make the top two. And me. I And me. What? You don't want Spirited Away in the top two. I want Spirited Away to go next. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And now Nick and Sakula are going to be defending Princess Mononoke to get into the top two. So let's, let's have it... Uh, uh, Nick, you're going to lead for uh, the defense of Princess Mononoke, and Caroline, you're going to lead for the defense of Spirited Away. All right. Well, here, in defense of Princess Mononoke, I agree with everything the movie is trying to say. I think that they were able to tell this story, a like, completely unique story, in a way that's easily digestible for pretty much anyone. Top three is worthy, but I don't think it's stronger or appeals to as many people as Spirited Away. Disagree. I've definitely seen way more cosplay for Spirited Away than I have Princess Mononoke. Disagree. I've seen more fan art for for, uh, Spirited Away than Princess Mononoke. They came out in different times. They're four years apart. Half the people who are cosplaying are not sitting here watching Princess Mononoke. Well, they're definitely not watching Grave of the Fireflies, and they should. Yo, check out my sick Grave of the Fireflies cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) A few months ago, I was, like, trying to watch a movie with my dad and brother, and we ended up on Spirited Away, not Princess Mononoke. It is a much better family movie, too. A hundred percent, but that's also because Princess Mononoke has legitimate killing. There's a reason that Spirited Away is PG and Princess Mononoke is PG-13. Yeah, but this is like three guys sitting in a room. We would watch, like, Deadpool if we wanted. Yeah, but Mononoke has more, like, like value to appreciate. I I would disagree. Look, in terms of, like, a view on, on a global scale... I agree 100%, but if you're trying to, like, have an inward look, Spirited Away would definitely give you more context of yourself and your family and friends than Princess Mononoke would. I think when I think of it, and I think of, like, an everlasting impression of a movie that I've had where it's so, it's, like, so unique and I've never seen anything like before ever in my, in, in my life, I think it's Spirited Away. Where, like, when I think of Princess Mononoke, a beautiful film, amazing, awesome. I also think of that as, like, a film that I can recognize, I can instantly remember it. Like, it's beautiful, 
but I mean, there are lots of things like it out there. I'm not saying exactly. I'm just saying. Have you guys seen Don't Look Up? I'm not planning on watching it. I mean, let's be honest. Haku was the best thing about Spirited Away. Um, no. No. No, you're right. Haku was the best thing about Spirited Away. Okay, what was the best thing about that? I loved the world of Spirited Away. I think the entire world itself is much more imaginative and much more creative than the world of Princess Mononoke as a whole. One of them has an Audi in it, Nick. What? One of these movies has an Audi. I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. Hey man, I'm just saying, one of these has someone driving an Audi, the other one does not. Boo! All right, I think we're a little off base here. I would, uh, I would like to hear uh, from someone defending each movie about the uh, the themes of, of the movie that they are defending and why it's better than the themes of the other movie. I don't sit here and look at my look at the themes of movies to like because at the end of the day, I just don't think that that matters very much. So the thing that sells you then for Princess Mononoke, Nick, is like the action and like the the scope the scope of the world, the characters, the world building. The connection that you get with them. So there's a similarity here where both main characters kind of get taken away from their childhood. But I, I just feel like for me personally, seeing Chihiro kind of go through all the struggles she did with uh, Yobaba or whatever is just a lot more hard hitting emotionally than uh, Princess Mononoke. I love both of these. And I think structurally, Princess Mononoke might be a little bit stronger. It's a tale that's been told over and over, and even though it's different, it's not unique. At some point, it's repetitive, it's depressing, and nothing's changing in real life to compensate for what all of these people are trying to say. So, Spirited Away, just being able to help yourself cope with your life, whatever happens around you, whether or not you lose your support in terms of her parents being turned into pigs, like, it just, it's a tale on how to move on. All right. And to you, Caroline, what do you get out of Spirited Away that you don't get out of Princess Mononoke? I think more major character development. I'm a sucker for a relatable character, like I said. I'm a sucker for character development. And for me, Chihiro as, like, a character was more memorable to me as a character and as a person to, like, focus in on than either of the two characters in Mononoke. Even though both of them were great and amazing, to me, it was just like a hero, a hero story, an action film, an epic. And then that's great. That's amazing. And the way they told it was awesome. But um, Chihiro, she goes from this like child, this whiny little kid to being someone with courage. And I think that's admirable. And the way it's told is so unique and so beautiful and breathtaking. I don't know. I've just never seen anything like it. it. And I think that it holds like a special place in my heart. Making a judgment, I'm throwing away my personal opinions at this point and just listening to the takes that both parties have given. And I have a pretty firm answer. Before I, I declare that decision, do we want to discuss Grave of the Fireflies here and, uh, you know, see where people are leaning with that one? Because I know, Nick, you had that outside your top five even. Yeah. I feel like... We're taking away less people's number one if we place Grave of the Fireflies here. Do we want to start a discussion on that in, in comparison, or we just go on with the tiebreaker? I mean, Alden literally argues pe with people for fun, so I just lose all arguments with him anyways. So I don't really think that there's really a reason to do that, because I've already probably lost this debate because Alden just 
I mean, pull shit out of his ass anyways. <laughs> I think Grave of the Fireflies has a lot of, uh, like, emotional resonance. You know, if you've never seen Grave of the Fireflies and you watch it, you're going to cry. And if you don't cry, you're a sociopath. I don't think Nick cried. I cried. <laughs> I cry every time I watch it. That's why I refuse to watch it again. I'm down I'm down for both Spirited Away and Grave of the Fireflies going in. Th- I also think Grave of the Fireflies goes at number three here. And then after number three, you have... John, you cuck. <laughs> I think Spirited Away should be number three, but it actually should be like number six. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Caroline Alden, do you guys have a, a firm stance on if Grave of the Fireflies goes at number three? Uh, Yeah, I think Grave of the Fireflies, told by someone who was a child during the time period of this movie... Yeah, who cares? It needs to be first. Like, people should not be silenced. And it's just like... I agree, and they weren't silenced because the movie came out. Yes, but it's not on HBO Max. Every other movie that this studio has released is on HBO Max. Grave of the Fireflies is not there. But why does that make it a better movie? Because it's a real story. There are two movies here based on real story. Is it better than Spirited Away? I'll be honest. Um, yeah. I love Spirited Away. And I will fight for it to the end for my my personal favorite. But if I'm saying, like, pretty, pretty objectively in the way that's like... Okay, I understand that Spirited Away is an amazing movie, and I love it, and it's my bias is on it, but I kind of have to agree with Alden. Sounds like we got our number three winner. I, I think Princess Mononoke is, I want it to go third. I want Spirited Away to go second. I want Fear of the Fireflies to go first. Bingo. Bingo. I've got a lot of information that I'm processing with and dealing with here, and I think I have to make an executive decision. And that is that Spirited Away is going at number three. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. I'm trying to be a diplomat here, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think the cases when it was a 2v2 on, on the movies, I, th- I think there was a more passionate debate for why uh, Princess Mononoke deserves to continue on and why Spirited Away is maybe the more unique of the movies, but uh, has already had its praises sung for. And so now... The top two, Grave of the Fireflies versus Princess Mononoke. I I anticipate this one to get pretty spicy, too. So I I will preface this with I already have a quarter of a design for a tattoo sleeve for Princess Mononoke. So that's kind of like big boy bias towards why I think it goes number one. I mean, we all have really weird biases here. But I also would love to continue to hear Alden's point as to why the fact that it's a true story and a story that was made... And that it's not on HBO Max makes that a better fucking movie than Princess Mononoke because that just doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't necessarily think it's better. Oh, wow. But I think more people need to see Grave of the Fireflies than they do Princess Mononoke. I agree. As I've said before, Princess Mononoke is a story that's been told hundreds of times. Grave of the Fireflies is like real events that someone who lived through them is telling. I also agree that people should watch Grave of the Fireflies before they watch Princess Mononoke because I feel like people should know that story. I don't think that makes it a better movie. And if we're ranking these based on what makes a better movie. Well, then it's Spirited Away. (laughs) Which is number three now. Which is some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, half this list is not what's a better movie. We've just been yelling at each other over and over on whatever we want on our biases. Oh man, we're on year three of this. A better movie Spirited Away would be number one. A better movie would be highest grossing film in Japan for over a decade, almost two decades. I think where this comes down to is um, 
feel like Princess Mononoke has a very devote like fan base, and I feel like Grave of the Fireflies is not really the kind of movie you can throw on like any given afternoon. Like it, it's very much an emotional uh, journey. I mean, unless you wanna you wanna no longer play movies for the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you throw on Grave of the Fireflies with a group of friends, I'm really really questioning your decision there. Hey, y'all want popcorn or nah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take that as a no. What I want to preface this next question with, and I want all four of you guys to answer, is why do you think the movie that you think is number one best represents Studio Ghibli as a whole? I think that Grave of the Fireflies, in terms of a Ghibli movie, has the strongest story, no doubt. You follow pretty much one character with three others that are and present throughout the movie, but it's just problem after problem after problem keeps getting worse and worse and worse and it's just like your conclusion is not not what you expect it's not what you want it's not what you hoped for whereas like all of the other movies almost all of them it's kind of just predictable second half of the movie you know where it's going you can follow it you can predict it you could pause the movie and write down what you think the ending's gonna be and you're gonna be right i don't know there's nothing as strong of a story as Grave of the Fireflies in their lineup, thus far at least. All right, Sakula, why is Princess Mononoke the best that Studio Ghibli has to offer? Mononoke has the elements of like, you know, you have the environmentalism, you have the uh, commentary on militants and military operation, you have the commentary on, like, the military institution. Grave of the Fireflies is fantastic. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to lose sleep if Fireflies takes the number one sp spot. For me, Fireflies takes the same space as Nausicaa, which I'm surprised went so low on this ranking. I think that Fireflies and Nausicaa occupy a similar space. They have something to say... But there's something else to say beneath the surface, and the movie uh, doesn't know whether or not it wants to take importance on, you know, what it's pulling from versus what it's trying to say. For example, uh, Nausicaa has a lot to say about the industrial complex. It has a lot to say about colonialism about uh the environment you know so does um so does grave of the fireflies the grave of the fireflies does a fantastic job if you've ever actually watched the movie all the way through and you didn't cry i think that you're a sociopath in princess mononoke they're pretty much all involved whoever is involved is involved the whole town whoever because they have to be yes but no they don't have to be they can still just live they believe in the cause. They believe in what they're fighting for and what they're doing. They're legitimately killed when they don't fight. Otherwise, they're going to die from these Eternal-esque monsters, like from fucking Eternals or whatever. Like, they're just going to die from these fucking monsters. And from humans that are attacking them. Remember the samurai attack? Why would you bring up Eternals? All right, all right. We're getting a little off base here. Caroline, what, what does Grave of the Fireflies have to offer that no other Studio Ghibli movie has to offer? To be fair, I could have taken Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, or Grave of the Fireflies in any of the top three spaces. I just love Spirited Away. But um, I think in terms of storyline, Grave of the Fireflies has me, but in terms of how it looks and how it's presented, Princess Mononoke has me. And that's really difficult. It's a really difficult position to be placed in. I think that emotionally, I've 
Grave of the Fireflies just takes it for me, and I it, I don't know how to explain it. I think it's more like if I can think of like an everlasting feeling of like like after I've watched a film and a film has resonated with me. I think Grave of the Fireflies was something that I I didn't want to watch for like a long ass time because I was always told like don't watch this unless you want to be really sad. So like normally don't watch it with like a group of people. Just like go on your own and watch it. And for like a while I kind of put it off because I was like I don't feel like being sad today. And then when I finally did watch it, I was like God fucking damn it. <laughs> that was my reaction to it afterwards. I was like this is not <laughs> like I knew I knew it was coming, but I didn't realize how hard it would hit me. You know, so I think that it gave me a, a a better everlasting impression emotionally than Princess Mononoke did. And I think that's why it, it deserves first. And Nick, close us out here. What about Princess Mononoke not only one makes you want to dedicate an entire quarter of your body to getting a tattoo of, but why it's the best that Studio Ghibli has to offer? <laughs> <laughs> I've already started dedicating the other quarter of one of my body pieces to Evangelion. So like anime is just, you know, going on my body now. It was honestly, if you look at all the movies that Ghibli has put out, right? They kind of stepped out there with this one. With Princess Mononoke, they kind of stepped out there with the how they portrayed action now. I honestly think that that opened the door for a lot of their other movies later on um some of their more recent stuff that they've put out and how they're able to portray things or how they feel they're able to do that sort of stuff also what kind of story do you get out of that out of princess mononoke when they take it to disney and tell them no cuts and literally send a katana like that's pretty cool so it's not just the movie it's also surrounding the movie but on top of that it tells a story, you know, like it's not just a coming of age story at the end of the day. Getting banished from your your home, getting cast out and told never to come back and having to find a new home for yourself in a world that is trying to kill you. I don't want to be the one to make the final decision here, but I think I was taking notes. What I think stands out to me, visual presentation mixed with the story and the themes that resonate with people, uh, which is kind of what Ghibli does best, those two elements. Even some of their weakest movies have incredible uh, visual storytelling, some very, very impressive animation. Even some of their strangest stories, like, I don't know, Whisper of the Heart, for example, has great emotional beats that people can resonate with. It sounds like from what I've heard Grave of the Fireflies belongs at number two and Princess Mononoke should be number one. Even after Nick talked about both movies accidentally? I did talk about both movies, you're right. I think they're both great. Both movies involve people getting kicked from their homes, either from bombings or from other aspects of war. I said, I said cast out. I know. They can't return. They have no home to return to. Told. Not not just doesn't have a home. I also heard multiple people say they, they think the top three could have gone either way. Correct. Before I read the group list, I think we should all read the list of the movies that we have seen and ranked coming into this episode. And uh, while you guys get that sorted out, I will go first and read mine, even though I try not to have as much of a say in this one. Uh, I feel like I made some pretty big decisions and I'm kind of having anxiety over it, but it's okay. It's okay. I support it. My number 23 was The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Number 22, The Cat Returns. Number 21, Earwig and the Witch. 20, Ponyo. 19, The Secret World of Arietti. 18, Tales from Earthsea. 17, Kiki's Delivery Service. 16, Ocean Waves. 15, Whisper of the Heart. 
14, Only Yesterday, 13, Pompoco, 12, Howl's Moving Castle, 11, From Up on Poppy Hill, 10, My Neighbors the Yamadas, 9, Castle in the Sky, 8, Porgo Rosso, 7, When Marnie Was There, 6, My Neighbor Tortoro, 5, Spirited Away, 4, Nausicaa, uh, 3, The Wind Rises, 2, the Grave of the Fireflies, and number one, Princess Mononoke. My, I saw 22 of them. 22 is Tales from Earthsea. 21 is Earwig and the Witch. Uh, 20 is Whisper of the Heart. Uh, 19 is Only Yesterday. Okay, 18 is The Cat Returns. Um, 17 is Pompoko. 16 is Arietti. 15 is My Neighbors, the Amadas. 14 is Ponyo. 13 is Key Keys. Uh, 12 is Ocean Waves, 11 is Porco Rosso, 10 is Castle in the Sky, 9 is Howl's Moving Castle, uh, 8 is When Marnie Was There, 7 is From Up on Poppy Hill, 6 is Nausicaa, 5 is Totoro, 4 is The Wind Rises, 3 is Mononoke, 2 is Spirited Away, and 1 is Grave of the Firefly. And Caroline, what is your ranking of the ones you've seen? From the bottom of the ones I've seen, The Cat Returns, Ponyo, Secret World of Arietti, Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Nausicaa, Princess Mononoke, Grave of the Fly- Fireflies, and Spirited Away. All right. And Nick, what is your ranking? 23, Only Yesterday. 22, When Marnie Was There. 21, Ponyo. 20, My Neighbors. 19, Earwig and the Witch. 18, Tale of Princess Kaguyu. Uh, 17, Ocean Waves. 16, Pompoko. 15, Whisper of the Heart. 14, Cat Returns, 13, From Up on Poppy Hill, 12, Kiki's, 11, Secret World of Arietti, 10, Tales from Earthsea, 9, My Neighbor Totoro, 8, Grave of the Fireflies, 7, Porco Rosso, 6, Spirited Away, 5, The Wind Rises, 4, Castle in the Sky, 3, Howl's Moving Castle, 2, Nausicaa, and 1, Princess Mononoke. The group list. Studio Ghibli movies ranked according to the Duel of the Takes panel. Number 23, Tales from Earthsea. Number 22, Earwig and the Witch. 21, Only Yesterday. 20, Ponyo. 19, Whisper of the Heart. 18, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. 17, My Neighbors the Yamadas. 16, Pompoko. 15, The Cat Returns. 14, Ocean Waves. 13, The Secret World of Arietti. 12, From Up on Poppy Hill. 11. When Marnie Was There, 10. Porgo Rosso, 9. Kiki's Delivery Service, 8. Castle in the Sky, 7. The Wind Rises, 6. My Neighbor Tortoro, 5. Howl's Moving Castle, 4. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, 3. Spirited Away, 2. Grave of the Fireflies, and 1. Princess Mononoke. Thank you very much, guest panel, for being here. Uh, Caroline, Nick, you were both a pleasure. And thank you for making your voices heard on our show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, yo. Alden, any closing thoughts? I know you were anticipating this episode for about three years. So uh, how, how do you think it went? Uh, it was as rough as I expected it to go. But I am surprised that my top three, not in the same order, was the same. Well, uh, we usually, at least last season, would close out with like a question or maybe a couple for people to close out on. 
but instead, I want to just present one here for the panel that's uh, still alive. What do you think the future of Studio Ghibli is now? Uh, and what would you like to see from them next? Maybe like a, a certain type of story? Do you want to see them return to form with something similar that they've already made? Uh, what are you hoping they do? Because they've played around with animation styles and things like that over the past decade. Um, their production of, of movies has slowed down a bit. But uh, I want to hear from a couple of fans what you think the studio uh, studio's future is. Miyazaki's coming out of retirement to make his second movie before retirement, I guess. Um, so I'm interested to see what that's going to be because I think it's based on a book. Um, I haven't really read too much into it. But I think it's his son, right? He's also doing movies for them now, too. As long as they don't pull an Earwig and the Witch animation, I feel like feel like they could have some strong world building and some cool uh, stuff again. I think they really need to go back to where they build the world themselves and don't try and build something. They don't try and build something that's already there. They don't try and take something that they already... that already around or like a book or something and make a world around that um i just think that their best movies came out when it was their hand and their modeling and their just deciding what to do yeah i mean even though i like almost hate it i want to see more just whack stuff like tales from earthsea just go for it spirited away was so off the cuff and just left field for half their stuff it's just it works though they need to they need to just they need to do that. They need to just who cares what anybody thinks? Who cares what we do? Let's throw a 12-armed long dude with glasses in there and send it. <laughs> Caroline, is there something specific you want to see from Studio Ghibli? No, I kind of agree with both of their points. Full send the crazy shit, man. I get why 3D is so tempting. It's easier. It there's a lot you can do with it as we've seen with recent animations that have come out that have mixed both like 3d and like 2d animation um the example in my head would be arcane i don't know if anybody's seen that yeah that was cool a lot of stuff you can do with it and honestly if they went the 3d route it would i wouldn't be butthurt about it um because there's a lot you can do with it but i think you need to like approach it tastefully and i think that there's a way that they could do it that isn't Earwig and the Witch. <laughs> I think they do have that show on Amazon. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's The Robber's Daughter or something. I think that is 3D um, cell shaded. And honestly, I watched one episode and I I enjoy that animation. Like they did a good job with that, and I think it's cheap for them to to make too, since it is a show. So. Even if they'd go that route, I wouldn't be upset. Talking about Ronja? Ronja? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of like kind of like Vinland Saga. Thank you so much for listening. If you are watching this on YouTube, uh, drop a comment down below. What is uh, your favorite Studio Ghibli movie, and how bad did we make this list? I, uh, I'm excited to hear what the fans have to say. What's your favorite Studio Ghibli film, and why is it Princess Mononoke? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is coming from a dude who's, like, putting it on his body. That's, like... That's some hardcore shit right there, right? Hey, I had, I had, I've got Evangelion on my body and I had a car with it. Yeah, he did. I did. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I did. My car was wrapped with that.